3: All righty, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program on this Sunday, the 11th day of June, 2023. That is 6112023. That's your date. We welcome you to the show. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, home base. Sports Talk 1400 AM and 107.1 FM. It is an overcast day here in Las Vegas. 10 minutes after 8 a.m. Pacific time here in your gaming capital, and the temperature is 75 degrees. It is 75. But we do have uh, a cloud cover overcast. Doesn't look like any rain clouds. It's just an overcast, hazy morning. We're going to get up to 88 degrees, which is, uh, of course, a drop from uh, the most recent day. So you know that the cloud cover helps out with the uh, temperature at least. 88 will top off today. Doesn't look like Las Vegas is going to get into the 100-degree weather until, like, Friday or Saturday, you know, down the road. But it's really uh, pleasant out. If you're looking for a little sunshine, you'll have to wait, though. It is uh, cloudy here in Vegas. But uh, it, I'm, I'm sure people people will be uh, probably uh, still hanging around down there in the Strip after the celebration of the... Uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights pulling off a very important win in the Stanley Cup playoffs in Florida, beating the Predators last night, and it came down right to the final seconds of the game. We win it by one goal, and now we have a three games to one edge in the Stanley Cup as the uh, As the front page of our Las Vegas Review Journal newspaper says, one more to go, and we'll bring the cup to Las Vegas. And, of course, earlier in the day, we all enjoyed a very competitive, great day of racing at Belmont Park. Can't tell you how fantastic the racing overall was in competition and everything else at Belmont. It had storylines, it had... uh, well, the winners of most of these races yesterday at Belmont Park are deserved winners. They really are champions. So we'll get into that in just a moment to give you a recap of what happened at Belmont. But the the most uh, unusual, one of the most unusual triple crowns have come to an end. Started out with the favorite being scratched and uh, four others out of a 20-horse field in the Kentucky Derby. That favorite, Forte. On a 14-day Vets list, which means he couldn't go on the Preakness Stakes. The Derby winner went in the Preakness Stakes and didn't win it. And then we come to the uh, Belmont Stakes yesterday. And uh, you did have the Preakness winner, National Treasure. And Belmont Racetrack's Belmont Stakes prep winner, the Peter Pan winner, Archangelo. Who wound up winning the race? A conclusion of a most unique Triple Crown, so much so that it's got uh, Mr. Ripoli, one of the owners of uh, the favorite Forte, up in arms. He was tweeting this morning and he's looking uh, to get something done in racing that is unified and is justified, he says. My interpretation of that. And so there'll be a lot of there'll be a lot of stuff happening certainly in the aftermath of this triple crown but it was a fantastic day of racing yesterday at Belmont Park. And uh, so much so that uh, the the uh, Belmont saw a record handle for a non-triple crown uh, Belmont. What they mean by non-triple crown is, is a horse that wasn't going for a triple crown. So, if the Belmont Stakes obviously had a uh, the Triple Crown on the line, it would uh, you know it'd be a monster card. But outside of that, for a non-Triple Crown effort, a non-Triple Crown going for uh, that, that it was the the highest handle in Belmont history. The all sources handle was one hundred eighteen million two hundred eighty-three thousand four hundred fifty-five dollars including $56,533,820 just on the Belmont Stakes. And the 155th running of this Belmont Stakes provided a record. In 155 runnings, this Belmont Stakes winner recorded the first win ever by a female trainer, Jenna Antonucci, wins this 155th running with Archangelo, winner the Peter Pan and Javier Castellano. Javier Castellano, who won his very first Kentucky Derby, and then came back without the Derby winner in the Belmont, secured the mount on Archangelo, and uh, won his very first Belmont stakes as well. Congratulations to Javier and Jenna Antonucci, the first female trainer to ever win the Belmont Stakes. Great, great day of racing. Got to tell you, it was uh, paid attendance at the uh, track, paid attendance at the track, 48,089. Isn't that heartwarming? And so we will... uh, we will savor a huge crowd and a great day of racing. I mean, the racing was really great. Now, I can tell you, with all those multiple bets, you know, all the bets leading. I mean, you, you got you know doubles and pick sixes and all sorts of things, two-day stuff going from all over the place. All these pools, but with most of the horses that were predicted to win, winning the highest-priced payoff of any of the multitude of pools, of all these crazy bets, was actually the $1 pick six on the day yesterday. That paid $1,492.50. And it was the highest payoff of any of the pools throughout the day. So looking at the Belmont Stakes, a mile and a half for a million five grade one. We see that the early pace setter as expected was the Preakness winner National Treasure. John Velasquez aboard the Bob Baffert trainee. He led the field through the first mile and a quarter and at the head of the stretch was overtaken by Archangelo who was sitting right behind in the first flight along the inside. And then National Treasure faded the sixth at the finish. Archangelo then went on to start uh, pulling away, but then Forte, the race favorite, at $2.25 to a buck, who at the uh, one-mile juncture was in sixth place, and wheeled to the outside, hopelessly look, looking hopelessly beat, as both Tom Durkin said on the TV signal, and the track announcer, John Embryal said on the uh, PA system, the call of the uh, race at the racetrack, and the one that I heard through the simulcasting, started to re-rally on the outside. And so as Arcangelo was pulling away from Tappet Trice, who was with him, and Hit Show, who is looming, and Angel of Empire, here comes Forte. And as Archangelo pulls away to win the race by a length and a half, Forte got up for second, nailing Tappetrice for second by a nose. And Tappet trice finishing third. Hill Show was fourth. Angel of Empire in a dead heat for fourth with Hit Show. These two wound up in a dead heat for fourth. National Treasure checked in sixth. Il Mercolo finished 7th, or Il Miracolo, Miracolo finished 7th. And he was the longest shot on the board at 25 to 1, to go to show you how where the money, the money was all over the place. He was the longest shot on the board at 25 to 1. Red Route 1 checked in 8th, never threatened. And Tapachus who battled National Treasure for the lead, through the first half mile, regressed and, and just went right backwards through the field and found wound up finishing ninth and final. Just had speed for a half mile, and that was it. But Archangelo got a heck of a trip, and I can tell you this, that going down the backstretch, if you were watching this race, National Treasure was leading a pack, and there was a big cluster in, in, between, uh, in between horses and on the rail behind them. And Javier Castellano did a great job with negotiating that close quarters for Archangelo and found his way through that uh, pack from the inside and then uh, took over the lead at the top of the stretch and pulled away. A son of uh, Arrogate, Archangelo wins, pays $17.80. Jenna Antonucci, the first lady, the first female trainer to ever win the Belmont Stakes, And the first Belmont Stakes win ever by Javier Castellano as well. What a race it was. 1780 for the win there. But uh, I got to tell you that I am waiting to hear some comments about Forte because it looked like an unusual run by this horse. But then again, there were all these clusters in front of him. And maybe he was running even. It was just everything else right in front of him was just changing positions, etc. But he he came on at the end and finished second. A very unusual and certainly disappointing triple crown for Forte and his connections after not only winning the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, but becoming the Juvenile Eclipse Award winner of last year. And after his huge wins in Florida, to come up with all these uh, all these uh, obstacles leading through the Triple Crown, and I'm sure that they are got they've got the Traverse Stakes circled on their card for Forte, that is for sure, and Archangelo as well. But what a Belmont Stakes it was! Now to recap some of the other races on the card because they were great too. We start out as they rolled out uh, chronologically. Uh, The True North, six and a half furlongs was the third race, the winner there. Elite Power. Now, Elite Power, trained by Bill Mott, ridden by Ired Ortiz Jr., won the True North, returned in peak form to do that, paid $3.50 as the favorite outrunning Anarchist, and uh, Strobe. Then came the poker, a mile on the Widener turf course. There, Emmanuel wins for Ired Ortiz Jr., earning a graded stakes win for him. Trained by Todd Pletcher, and that was Pletcher's second win of the day in the first five races. And, of course, that was Ired's second win of the day so far. In the first five races, Emmanuel paid fourteen forty, dollars 40 outrunning Philo Nenakaran and uh, Che Pere, who was the race favorite. Then we got to the Brooklyn, a mile and a half on the main track, same distance as the Belmont. The winner there going gate to wire. Next, Pastem just galloped along with Mr. Machado aboard, trained by William Cowens. Next pays $8.70, winning his, gaining his first graded stakes win. Calibrate was second. Red Run was third. Gate to wire, mile and a half. Then came the Ogden Phipps, a Breeders' Cup win in your end. Clariere does it again, doesn't she? She defends her Ogden Phipps title with a game victory, gets up and gets it again. What a game, game mare this one is. Trained by Steve Asmussen. Ridden by Joel Rosario. That was Rosario's second win of the day, paying $5.50, nailing search results who finished second, and played hard who was third. Then came the Woody Stevens, where Arabian Lion battled his way to a victory in the Woody Stevens. Gutty effort there. Arabian Lion, Bob Baffert train, John Velasquez ridden. Arabian Line pays $6.70, outrunning Drew's Gold and Gilmore. In the Jaipur, at six furlongs on the Widener Turf course, a win in your end for the Breeders' Cup. That winner there, Caravelle, wins fifth straight, her fifth straight win in the Jaipur. Man, five in a row. Brad Cox trained. Tyler Galyone riding there it was Gafflyone's second win of the day. Caravel pays seven eighty outrunning big invasion and Casa Creed in the one million dollar Met mile the metropolitan handicap a breeder's Cup win in your end. What a story this one is! Cody's wish mm. brings his perfection at a mile into the Met mile, and does it again. And the way he did it yesterday, you have to watch the replay. He was acting up a little on the gate, got settled, but not enough. They opened the gate, and he was next to last or last down the backside, and you thought, oh, man, is he in trouble. You got eight horses in front of him in this cluster down the backstretch. But Junior Alvarado very calmly waited and waited, When he had a chance to get off the inside, did he move to the outside, and Cody's Wish looped at the top of the stretch to the leaders and then pulled away to win with absolute authority. What a big win for Cody's Wish. This was Bill Mott's second stakes win of the day, Junior Alvarado aboard. And this was Cody's Wish's sixth win in a row. This horse has won nine of his last ten starts. What a story about Cody's Wish. Oh, what a story. Great human entry story. $3.30 as the favorite. Zandon Don rallied for second. White Barrio, a Barrio was third. And then in the Manhattan, at a mile and a quarter on the lawn, the winner there was up to the mark, who was up to the task. I read Ortiz Jr. aboard. Todd Pletcher's third win of the day, his second stakes win of the day. I read Ortiz's third win of the day and his second stakes race of the day, up to the mark, paid five dollars and thirty cents, outrunning Soldiers Rising, and Ottoman's Fleet. And that was one hell of a day of racing at Belmont Park. You could tell by the um, prices on the entire day. The highest priced winner in the entire. 13 races, was a $15.80 winner in the second race. So all of the horses showed up and ran their races on a hell of a day at Belmont Park yesterday. We hope you enjoyed. Doing some other recaps, uh, Santa Anita yesterday uh, had a nice $128.80 shocker in the fifth race, McGregor Lake. That set up a nice early pick five. The early pick five at Sanita, five even, fourteen dollars even, twenty eight forty, two hundred sixty, and one hundred and twenty eight eighty. Winning numbers one, two, three, two, 7. seven thousand nine hundred and forty five dollars thirty cents for the fifty cent pick five there. And of course that two hundred sixty winner came in the form of the grade two San Margarita Santa Margarita. At a mile and one-eighth for Phillies and Mares, where Adair Manor just cruised along and outclassed this field by winning easily for her third win in a row for trainer Bob Baffert, jockey Juan Hernandez, and paid $2.60. And as I often say, with easy winners like this, cattle on the ranch, money in the bank. Kirsten Bosch was second, and Desert Dawn was third, and in the other stakes race of the day, the Grade 3 Honeymoon. On the turf, the winner there was Selen, uh, Selenia. Selenia, I guess you call it. Selenia. Anyhow, uh, she came uh, from uh, Horseshoe, Indianapolis to win this thing. Joey Bravo aboard. On Selenia. 760, the win there. Paris Secret was second, and Broadway Girls was third. That at Santa Anita. Uh, Woodbine, Hosted the Fury Stakes. That winner there was uh, Ticker Tape Home. Pat Husband's aboard $5.30 for the favorite winning there. Golden Gate hosted the Albany Stakes. That winner there, Evener even worse. Evan Roman's third uh, fourth win of the day. It was Roman's fourth win of the day there. Paying $16 even, outrunning Top Harbor and uh, Psychodar. Churchill at Ellis. And Mr. Hernandez, Brian Hernandez, had three wins on the card there. And uh, that was just about the recap of what happened yesterday around the country, but most of it was all centered on Belmont Park. Uh, How did uh, Fox Broadcasting do on their first go-round in the uh, Triple Crown? Well, most of the—I saw a lot of tweets that were complaining about the crowd noise— over the call of uh, Tom Durkin. They said it was hard to hear Tom calling over the crowd noise. And uh, another person complained that when the horses came on the track, that they should have played the recording of Frank Sinatra singing New York, New York, instead of having a singer there doing it. (laughs) Those were some of the complaints but i could tell you it was a great day of racing all right we got uh, yes virginia there is racing after the belmont stakes and it is today so we have on our show uh, the picks from jonathan hardoon you got selections from jerry jackowitz the woodbine clocker picks and rich hang and john lindo yet to go plus your racing menu so after enjoying a beautiful day of racing yesterday and not so bad a day a night of hockey as well yeah for us we'll be right back don't go away
2: is fast and exciting at the picturesque woodbine and woodbine mohawk park racetracks in ontario canada woodbine standard bread home of the pepsi north america cup pepsi a summer pepsi classic cup, pebble beach in iran and woodbine thoroughbred home of the historic king's plate but the mighty philly has devastated them full fields exotic wagers iconic events play woodbine thoroughbred and woodbine standard bread today at your favorite wagering location
0: From DRF.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the Race Day Las Vegas show.
3: All right, we're going to get right to the menu because uh, John Lindo is standing by. So let's do that. Here's the menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Center Racetracks around the country for post-time Pacific. If you're not in the Pacific Time Zone, as we are here at Sports Talk 1400 AM, 107.1 FM, and you're listening on the websites, your apps, podcasting, however, wherever, whenever, adjust to the Pacific Time Zone so you don't miss anything like I miss mom and dad, okay? All right, here we go. And by the way, the weather in all of the racing jurisdictions around the country look pretty darn good. No problems with the weather. All right, we begin with Laurel Park. Laurel Park's first post time is 9.25, 9.25 at Laurel Park today. And uh, let's see, next up comes uh, Monmouth Park. Monmouth Park has 10 races. The uh, Friendly Lovers takes as their eighth and featured. Monmouth Park uh, has a first post time with a pick six jackpot carryover of 28,131 at 9.40. 10 races today from the shores of New Jersey. Gulfstream Park has a couple of $65,000 stakes races. The Ginger Punch is the fifth. The Soldier's Dance is the tenth. And uh, Gulfstream Park has a Pick Six Jackpot carryover, $21,281. First post time, $9.50 for the 11 races at Gulfstream. Belmont Park has 11 races day after the Belmont Stakes, and it is mostly cloudy, 70 degrees, track fast, turf courses are firm, Widener Turf Course will host races 1, 7, 11, Inner Turf Course races 3, 6, and 10, four stakes races today, four of them at Belmont Park, they are the Astoria for two-year-old Phillies goes as the second, the Jersey Girl for three-year-old Phillies goes as the fifth. And then uh, the uh, ninth race is the Tremont for two-year-olds as the ninth. And the tenth race is the Wonder Again at, for three-year-old fillies on the inner turf course. Eleven races, Belmont first, post time, 10.05. Woodbine has 11 races. They have a pick six jackpot carryover, 19555 Super high five jackpot carryover, 20804 They got 11 races today at Woodbine. The feature is the Queenston. It goes as the eighth. First post time at Woodbine, 10:10. Churchill at Ellis Park. First post time is 10:50 there. The uh, couple of feature races uh, actually, the uh, $125,000 Leslie's Lady Stakes is the eighth on the card. In that race, uh, your favorite at uh, three to one is Topsky. Uh, Tyler Gaffley on board. Then the ninth race is the 400000 dollars Matt Wim at a mile and one-eight for three-year-olds in this race. There are seven going to the post, and Disarm is the two to one favorite there. How about that? All right. And you got a first post time with a super high five carryover of $1,089 set at 1050. 1050 Ellis Park. Canterbury Park has eight races. Their first post time is eleven oh five. Louisiana Downs has eight races, and their first post time is at 12.05 Hawthorne Racecourse, eight races, first post time, 12.30, Santa Anita. First post time, one o'clock today at Santa Anita. Their feature race is the Cinema Stakes. Eighth race on the card, mile and a quarter on the turf for three rolls. Seven go to the post, and the favorite there, two to one, is May Hermano Ramon, and uh, Umberto Rispoli has them out there. That's the eighth, the Cinema. First post time at Santa Anita, 1 o'clock this afternoon. And their pick-six jackpot carryover, $152,511. Golden Gate, closing day at Golden Gate. It's closing day there. We're going to the Northern California Fairs next week. Mandatory payouts at Golden Gate. Pick-six jackpot carryover, $45,306. It's got to go today. No jackpot provision. And the $75,000 Dream of Summer Stakes is their seventh and featured at five furlongs on the turf. Ten races today at Golden Gate. As I say, it is closing day at the gate and their first post time. By the way, they got a super high five carryover. It's got to go today as well. $6,289. 1st post time closing day at Golden Gate, 115 Prairie Meadows has seven races. Their first post time is 2 p.m. Emerald Downs has nine races. Emerald Downs' first post time is also at 2 o'clock this afternoon. And Los Alamitos wraps it up. Los Al, first post time, 6 p.m., nine races, two thoroughbreds, one mixed breed. You got six quarter horses, of which two are trials for four-year-olds and up at 400 yards. And the last race is a stakes race at $100,000 at 400 yards. That menagerie at Los Alamitos for nine races starts at 6 p.m. And as you know, they seed the pick six pot today at Los Al but they didn't have to do it today because there's a carryover. Your pick six carryover today at Los Alamitos, 16,301. And that is your menu for today. We're going to get right to John Lindo, who is standing by. I want to remind everybody again that uh, Los Alamitos uh, usually seeds their pick six jackpot at um, 10,000, but they had a carryover going into today. All right. As uh, we wait for John Lindo, what we'll do is we'll go to a break. We'll get right back. Don't go away. Bye.
2: Is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, Pepsi a summer classic. Pepsi, Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location.
3: All right, we're back on Race Day Las Vegas. Uh, John will be with us in a couple of minutes. But in the meantime, I'm going to give you the plays at both Woodbine, the clocker plays, and Jerry Jay's and Jonathan Hardoon's plays. We'll get them out of the way. And then I'm going to bring in uh, Dave Valento, who is standing by, and let us know what happened, what he thought about the races uh, yesterday at Belmont. So we will uh, we will do that. First of all, here's our selections uh, for uh, John. Uh, well, let's uh, do Woodbine's first. All right, we're going to do Woodbine's clocker picks first. Third race at Woodbine, Ernie Perry's clocker pick is number four, Chipotle Pepper, eight to one on the morning line. Third race, the four, Chipotle Pepper, er- uh, Ernie Perry's clocker report in the third at Woodbine, and in the eighth at Woodbine, this is the featured Queenston at seven furlongs for three-year-olds. He likes Cowo. Kaya Poo, Kavakaya Poo, the six horse, easy to say that, easy to say the six horse. It's number six in the eighth race at 10 to one on the morning line. That is Ernie Perry's clocker report. So third race, the four, eighth race, the six, that's Ernie's plays at Woodbine. Now we go to Jonathan Hardoon's plays. We'll go to Belmont Park. In the fourth race at Belmont Park, Jonathan Hardoon likes number two, Mason Mania, five to one on the morning line. Number two, Mason Mania. Jonathan Nardone's play, the two in the fourth race at Belmont. Stay at Belmont because I'm going to give you Jerry J's plays there and then we'll wrap it up at Santa Anita. So now at Belmont Park, Jerry Jackowitz's play is number six, Accept Temptation, 10-1 to 1 on the morning line. He likes this horse. He said he, he needed his last race and he thinks he's ready for a good one here. Sixth race, the six, Accept Temptation at 10-1. to 1. And his link-ups, I'm going to give you the horses that follow on his sheet. They include number two, Divine Wine, number four, Cumberland Falls, and uh, number three, uh, From Hello. So it's the six over two, three, four, and reverse. The six is the play in the six for Jerry. Now we go to Santa Anita. Santa Anita, I'll give you Jonathan Hardoon's play first, and then we'll wrap it up with Jerry J. Jonathan Hardoon in the fourth race likes number one, barely functional. Number one, barely functional, in the fourth race is Jonathan Hardoon's play at Santa Anita. Earlier in the third race, Jerry Jay's play at Santa Anita comes in the third. That's number two, Casilla. Number two, Casilla is Jerry Jay's play in the third. His next uh, rated horses for link-ups include number one, Shambhalaya Girl, number four, Prestigious, and number six, Midnight Silence. So you have the two over one, four, six, and reverse in the third at Santa Anita. So now you have Jerry Jay's plays, Jonathan Hardoon's plays, and Ernie Perry's clocker plays. And when we get back, we'll go to John Lindo and Dave Valente to wrap up the show. Don't go away. Oh, and we have uh, Rich Ang standing by, too.
0: Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas.
3: All righty, back on Race Day Las Vegas. Let's go to Rich Yang standing by. Richie, good morning.
4: Good morning, Ralphie.
3: Well, it was a heck of a Belmont uh, racing yesterday at Belmont Park. All day long it was just great racing, and certainly the Belmont Stakes wraps up an unusual triple crown this year.
1: Yeah, it was unusual, and uh, the hero was uh, obviously jockey uh, Javier Castellano. He wins his first Kentucky Derby after all these years. Mm-hmm. Now he wins his first Belmont Stakes after all these years, and I was so thrilled uh, for the trainer Jenna Antonucci to win the Belmont Stakes. Not only was she the first woman, but you know I think it's important that you know uh, a small barn. Wins a triple crown race because you know the owners have a tendency to send them to Baffert or Fletcher or Cox or Chad Brown, but you know there's a lot of great trainers and a lot of great outfits out there that work so hard, and so uh, I think she represents all the smaller barns that uh, don't get the chance to 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 win a race like that.
3: All I know is if you get a chance to look at Twitter, uh, there is a, a, a tweet out there at least I saw of her watching the race. And rooting for a horse, but she was in the box area, and she was looking at the TV set, watching it, and not out onto the racetrack. I guess maybe people were in front of her i don 't know, but she was uh, she was ultimately excited as well. but a great day of racing that 's for sure, uh, and uh, obviously, we will uh, talk about these three roles as they move on to Saratoga. I would imagine that the winner there and uh, possibly Forte, who ran. What looked like an erratic race, but may not have been because the race was kind of uh, unusually run. We'll wait and see. We'll get the latest on the aftermath, of course, next week sometime. But for now, there is racing today, and we're going to get a pick from you for Santa Anita.
1: Let's go to race number one, Ralph. It's six and a half furlongs on the grass. Uh, I'm going to go for the number four, Seismic Spirit. This is uh, Juan Hernandez riding for Peter Miller. This horse had into a little bit of trouble last time out, but really finished with a flourish thing with a cleaner trip gets the job done 25 win place, two for the roi number four seismic spirit in the opener
3: all right first race is at one o'clock this afternoon richie's given us a singleton and the early pick five in the first race richie likes the four seismic spirit number four in the first race one o'clock post time there and of course uh, for the all right we'll let you we'll let you go rich yeah thanks Ron. all right goodbye I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you don't want to, you know, I mean, his dog started barking over there. and I just wanted to repeat it so you could hear it. In the first race, 1 o'clock post time, number four seismic spirit is Rich Ang's play for today at Santa Anita. And, of course, again, I uh, want to remind you that all of his picks are available right now for the entire 10 race card at Santa Anita right now at the com website. Now we're going to bring in Dave Valento. Dave, good morning. Hey, good morning. Well... It was uh, an exciting day of racing yesterday at Belmont, I thought.
4: Yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't a day that you're going to get rich, a lot of short prices, yeah. but it was uh, a lot of good performances. Cody's w- wish, I mean, that horse, oh. the way he came around horses on the on the outside, I mean, that, that, that may have been more of an impressive win in the Met Mile than Flight Lines was last year. I mean, it's just the way he won it and, and drew off, so... Uh, he's he's sensational, and I agree with with Rich uh, that the you know seven of the nine trainers in the in the Belmont were Cox, Asmussen, Pletcher, uh, and Baffert, and then you had you know Jenna Anna Tanucci win it, and I think that was uh, a very important win just to keep people's focus on the fact that you know, other trainers can win these kind of races.
3: Yeah, no question about that. That's for sure. And and the fact is that uh, you know Cody's wish, I mean. Winning from the rail like that, and having to circle the field, and these were these are good horses that you know he just passed like they were almost turned to stone at the top of the stretch.
4: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him, whether they keep him short, whether they try to stretch out a bit. You know, I mean, the, the talent there is just immense. So if he can go long, uh, you know, we might see him in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Uh, we'll definitely see him in the Breeders' Cup Mile maybe the sprint, but uh, pretty impressive. But all around, you know, a lot of good performances yesterday.
3: Yeah, not a question about that, and that's for sure. Uh, your thoughts about uh, the Belmont Stakes, and uh, what did you think of Forte's trip?
4: Didn't have a chance to watch it back. I was focused uh, a little bit more on uh, Tap at Trice, but I see that they, they kind of finished together. I didn't, you know, it, just, it was just one of those weird races where, you know, as they turned for home, I, I could tell that, the you know, the three, uh um the winner was loaded on the rail. And once it got through, it really looked like no one was really making up enough ground at the end. I didn't see the trip for 4 i I'll watch it back, but uh, are you saying it was a trouble trip for that one?
3: Well, unusual. That's for sure. And what about okay. Tom Durkin's call? Did you hear that?
4: Couldn't hear it. I watched it on TV and, and, uh, even commenting with another, with a friend of mine, uh, he was saying, you know, just, I don't know if it was the, the way it was piped in or, or what, but yeah. I couldn't hear his call. He was drowned uh, out. Uh yeah
3: that's what I that's uh, the 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 thing that I got from all of the people I even had uh, a friend text me and say can you can you do you know anybody at Foxtick? you can tell them that it seemed like the <laughs> crowd noise was overwhelming on the uh on the uh, you know the uh the uh call of the race uh, and uh, yeah. I would love to hear the call of the race because uh, we, it was so much anticipation for that that's for sure unbelievable yeah
4: definitely definitely it was it it was yeah it was a little bit disappointing even the the other race races i heard him call it was a little bit drowned out as well and i would have thought they would have got that right considering they brought him out of retirement for that but uh, for whatever reason it just was was uh difficult to pick up
3: okay uh and uh certainly uh it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting to see now these three year olds as they move into Saratoga and into the fall because you would think that and by the way, the winner archangelo it, it said this morning uh, everything's fine with him in the morning this morning he was uh, feeling great and had uh you know ate up all his feet and all that good stuff, and the trainer was exuberant still off of her first, uh, her win and being the first lady to ever win the Belmont as a trainer. But I would think that Archangelo, Forte, and some of the others would move on to Saratoga for the Travers and certainly uh, in the fall to go against the older horses. It's going to be an interesting last half of the year.
4: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they develop. But At this point, I wouldn't say it was the strongest group that I've seen, but sometimes that fools you a bit. You have to let them um, play out the rest of the year, but uh, you know, just just we'll see what Forte does. I mean, from a resume standpoint, yeah, he had the, he has the best resume, so we'll see where he ends up.
3: Yeah, well, you know, we'll uh, definitely see how some of the other horses uh, will, uh, of course, uh, mature as the year goes on, and the Derby winner. We still got to get him back in, on, you know. That's right. Yeah. On the course there. All right, Dave. Well, uh, thanks a lot for all of your input on the show this week, and uh, certainly, you want to remind everybody that your sheets continue as well. What do you got today?
4: Well, first of all, I'm going to give them free to your customers if they wow, to, wow. Listen correct, to that, correct. folks. Go out to com and click on the storefront and just follow the process. To check out. Type in 611, like today's date, 611. 611 is the promo code. It'll waive the fee and you'll get both uh, Santa Anita and Canterbury for free. And I'll give you one oh. quick play. And, and I'll give you one ah. quick play. play.
1: <laughs>
3: They're excited, that's for sure. All right. Uh, you're going to give us a pick then, too, huh?
4: Yeah, I'll give you one quick play. Um, uh, and it is in the. Stakes race today. It's the eighth race, the cinema. I really, really like the shipper coming in, a number two smart uncle, Jonathan Thomas, Augustine stable, 10 to 1 morning line. Thomas won the, the stakes yesterday. Mm-hmm. Similar, oh, a shipper came in and won for fun. Really it was no contest. This one has just an, an immaculate pedigree. The, the second dam is uh, forever together. She won $3 million on the turf. So there's a lot to like here. They didn't ship it for any for nothing, even though it's a maiden. That was a workout first time out. I think this horse is well bent. We're going to go number two, Smart Uncle, in race eight at Santa Anita.
3: All right. That is the cinema. Eighth race on the card. Number two, Smart Uncle. The same connections with uh, Sania that uh, won the honeymoon yesterday. And, I mean, just absolutely destroyed there. Joey Bravo rode that one yesterday. He's riding for those uh, guys again today in the eighth race. Number two, Smart Uncle. Joey Bravo board. Dave Valento's uh, pick for you. And a freebie. And again, one more time.
4: Trackphantom.com. Promo code 611 at checkout. It'll waive the fee, and and both sheets will be free. All
3: right. Trackphantom.com. Give them the promo code one more time. I'm going to lower everything. Go ahead. 611
4: 611.
3: 611. Thanks a lot, Dave. Really appreciate that, and all your hard work as well. And. uh, We'll wait and see what the second half of the year has to offer as far as all these uh, horses that have made their way through the yeah. Triple Crown now. Thanks a lot, Dave.
4: All right. Good luck. All
3: right. We're going to wrap it up with John Lendo. He's next.
0: Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer.
3: Back on Race Day Las Vegas, we're going to go out to uh, John Lendo standing by. John, good morning.
5: Good morning, Ralph. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing fine, my man. Boy, did we have a lot of fun yesterday at the South Point, huh?
5: That was great. Out in there, you know, the windows were busy, but you could get your best down and be racing. It, just, it was a fun day to be a, a racing fan yesterday.
3: No question about that. And everybody had a good time there. And, and uh, the races went... Uh, you know uh no no problems i know that in the last race of the day they had a horse that broke down but no problems with all the the uh, big races that's for sure and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of anticipation off of those races yesterday to the second half of the season
5: Absolutely. Now the three-year-old picture is absolutely up for grabs. The, the the Haskell and the Travers this summer are going to be hugely important in deciding who's going to be the three-year-old champion, especially going down to the Breeders' Cup.
3: Yeah, no question about that. That's for sure. All right. Uh, Kent DeSorma won three races yesterday at Santa Anita, but uh, there's something going on
5: ruling that came out on on uh, J- June the ninth which was on Friday that uh, you know he had failed a breathalyzer test and was taken off his mounts back in the end of March and so the ruling came out yesterday he's going to be on probation for his, the term of his jockey license which is through next February, so anytime he rides or even works horses in the morning he is going to have to take a, an alcohol test to make sure everything's clear you know obviously everything was fine he was on on uh, this weekend he rode terrific yesterday yeah. uh, they put in this protocol call because he had a problem there in march and it's understandable and you know i I hope he stays in the straight and narrow because when when uh candace focus he's terrific
3: yeah i mean i'm so glad to see he had a big day yesterday and i was so concerned when i uh saw that uh, this morning but that is a ruling from back in march so we'll just keep our fingers crossed what about mike smith no show yesterday he
5: was often, from what I, I, I got a, a text yesterday that he was actually doing commentary on Fox, on the on the broadcast. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't confirm that, but that's what I got. I mean, if he took off riding to do commentary, that's kind of strange. And if, if I'm an owner and I have him lined up to ride and, and that's the reason he's off my horse, well, then he's not getting back on. So we'll see where that goes.
3: Uh, well, let's put it this way. He might be auditioning for his uh, next career
5: well, uh, He's well-spoken. He's yeah. you know he's a good guy. Yeah. and He knows his stuff. I mean, it's a natural fit, but if you have a commitment to ride, honor the commitment.
3: Well, and uh, we would think that uh, maybe he had enough class to ask the connections if he could do it before he did it, but uh, that story will uh, unfold as the week goes by, and certainly next week we'll be reflecting on everything that happened yesterday at Belmont. I don't want to shortchange you on time to uh, kind of assess of what happened yesterday because we've got about a minute and a minute and a half left. To get a pick from you but uh, i do want to remind everybody the next week is closing week at Santa anita for the hollywood meeting and what's the schedule for the linda report
5: we'll do belmont on thursday and then we'll cover closing weekend at Santa anita friday saturday sunday
3: all and uh, so i guess we'll uh, get a pick from you at Santa anita today
5: let's go to the ninth race today at Santa anita in the ninth race number five missed the cut makes his u.s debut today Catches a race full of speed. He's trained really well on the dirt in the morning, uh, finishing well every t- uh, up well every time. I think he's going to get the right pace scenario. From what I see, he likes the dirt. Three to one on the morning line. Number five missed the cut. Race number nine, Santa Anita.
3: All right, ninth race at Santa Anita. Number five missed the cut. The five in the ninth. John Lendo's play for the race day listeners. Get the entire Lendo report covering all of the races, selections in all the races, plus the suggested late pick four and all the goodie information on one comprehensive. Of sheet that is at the south point it is free of charge exclusively there you can only get it there at the south point complimentary because they love horse players and i'm telling you folks get that sheet because yesterday on your sheet you mentioned in the your little thing at the bottom the ex- explanation at the bottom you mentioned the horse that won and paid 128 dollars as a horse that was a possible play
5: yeah, was, I didn't pick the horse on top, so I'm not going to take any no, credit no, for that. No, no, that's why I so say. He was, he was a contender in there, and I used him in the rolling bets. Unfortunately, I got beat a nose in one of the races in the early pick five. That could have been a gazillion dollars. Yeah. So it, we were in the right position, just the wrong set of a photo.
3: Right, no, I don't want to. You know, you didn't give him on, uh, you know, but he was, he was mentioned there in the uh, notes at the bottom of that uh, page, uh, of that race. That's for sure on the page. Just get the lender report, okay, folks? We'll be back Wednesday. God willing, Crick, don't rise. Go ahead and say it. John,
5: have a great race day, everybody.